Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. Now, as sure as the sun will rise in the east, our days start when we wake up and get out of bed. Today, I'm talking everything mornings with Craig Kulik, who runs the website creategoodmornings.com. Craig also has a great free ebook titled Love Waking Up, Five Simple Strategies to Customize Your Morning Routine, along with some really cool giveaways. So make sure you check out all the links in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Now, taking control of my own mornings has been a big game changer for me and the catalyst to so much change in my life. To be honest, without working on, testing, tweaking my mornings, I really don't think Live Immediately would be where it is today. And who knows, you might not even be listening to this podcast. But on today's podcast, Craig and I discuss how to create your own good morning and things to consider when starting out the importance of doing something you want to be doing and changing things up and experimenting with your mornings, along with also focusing on the small wins. We also dive into how your mornings are all about building habits, the benefits of tracking your habits and how your evenings are just as vital as your mornings and how the two are so strongly linked. Now, when you have little ones running around, the thought of owning your mornings can feel like a utopian dream. I completely get it. Trust me, I do. But once you put a few pieces in place and understand that not every morning is going to go to plan, it will feel like you're living a new rejuvenated life. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Craig Kulik. Hi, Craig. How are you? Doing great, Mike. How are you? I'm very well, very well indeed. And whereabouts in this beautiful world do I find you today? I am in beautiful but rainy Vancouver, Canada. So Vancouver, Canada, is that's on the West Coast, yeah? You got it. Yeah. And is that, is that, like, is that like one of the, the biggest cities in Canada? Yeah, definitely. It's the top three. Vancouver, Toronto being the biggest. And then Montreal. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I think I've never actually got to Canada, but it's been on my bucket list for for so many, so many years. I was actually an exchange student to Sweden um, when I finished the year after I finished high school, which and I just had my twentieth school reunion last Saturday, which was um, a bunch of fun. But when I was putting down the countries that I wanted to go to, Canada was actually my my first option, with Sweden my my second option. But um, and I'm so thankful that I got Sweden because I had a, a beautiful time there. But Canada has been one of those one of those countries I, I'd love to get to um, see the wilderness and uh, experience the beautiful snow. Yes, there is plenty of both of those things. I, I live in BC, as I mentioned, and one of the reasons that I moved to BC, I'm not from here. I'm from Winnipeg, which is the middle of the country. Um, I moved here because of the nature. It's just incredible. There's some old growth rainforests here. We have uh, mountains in most of the province. There is uh, valleys where there are orchards. 
and yeah, there's just there's so much to see. There's lots of islands nearby, so there's no lack of beautiful places to explore. Wow, the woods and the water. I think uh, you're talking to my heart here, Craig. But um, I wanted to have you on, on the podcast today, Craig, as you are the voice, the fingers, the mind behind the great website, creategoodmornings.com. And I am a, a strong advocate for mornings as I guess they've been a real game changer in my own life. So let's just dive in straight away. And how and why did you form a relationship with mornings because I feel with mornings and I use that word relationship because this this there is this relationship with mornings that people have and it can often be this this love hate one absolutely so I've had both sides of that relationship I'm not naturally a morning person when I was younger and up until about six years ago when I started to really consider mornings and what I could do differently with them, I would stay up late and get up late. One of my good friends, he says that I was a morning golem uh, from (laughs) Lord of the Rings, just, you know, miserable and grumpy in the morning. And that was true. And my sister tells lots of stories of when we were younger and she'd have to hassle me to get out of bed to get to school on time. So I've never been someone who liked mornings. And the reason that changed was about six years ago, I started working from home and working from home and having control of my time. I started just to get up, not super late, but, you know, get up later than most people would and start work. And I I realized that if I didn't make the most of my mornings, my day would slip away and I'd work into the evenings or I'd try and do things that I wanted to do for myself in the evenings, but I wouldn't have the energy to get the consistency of building those habits. Um, and at that time, I was wanting to build some new habits. The first ones, I think, were flossing and doing physiotherapy because I had an injury through playing Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, I used to play a lot of Ultimate Frisbee, and that was really, really important to me. So I started to do these different uh, morning rituals or morning routines, and they started to work. I could build these habits and uh, just continued to stack my mornings with different habits and then explore other ideas around like how can I be more productive and what does uh, what does a day look like with morning as the foundation. Yeah, and it's it's interesting when you know you say that you kind of had that point about 6 years ago where you wanted to create different habits and it was for me mornings were a big thing when we went traveling and I was pretty much the main um oh, how do I, I I was the main one looking after our daughter and and that was a beautiful thing and one of the main reasons why we wanted to go traveling so I could spend all this time with her. But what I soon realized that when you look after a four-year-old, they are with you all the time. And I didn't realize how much of my alone time I was not going to have anymore. And I guess any um, you know, stay-at-home mom or, or, or dad completely understands what I'm talking about here. And so I was like, well, I still want to do all of these things. So the morning and getting up earlier was where I could kind of find my time to, I guess my, my, my selfish time, if, if that's the a one way to phrase it. Hmm. Wow. And what, what did you do in that time? I'm really curious. 
I guess for me, it was all about kind of getting up and doing a bit of exercise. So exercise and meditation um, were things. And then it was it was building live immediately. So whether that be writing blog, this is, you know, back in the day when I was doing a lot of writing, so writing blogs um, and just kind of having that creative um, outlet. So then once our daughter Andy had woken up, I could kind of put everything down and then attend to her and and spend all of my time with her because one thing that I've learned is that I can't do two things at once and when I try to I actually just get really frustrated because I'm not doing either that great for sure yeah I've heard this a lot from readers that I have that are parents especially kind of in that that age range that you're talking about the like four to eight year old age range at that point your kids are sleeping in a bit later so you can get up earlier and you can have an hour to yourself to do these things that you want to do with whether that be exercise meditation building something for the future and that becomes really really special just to have that time to recharge and do the things that are really important to you especially being a parent when every other hour of the day you have to be on and Mm -hmm. you have to be looking after this other human being yeah, which which is what we love doing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that sometimes, you know, in that kind of that parent realm, we feel like we sometimes have to choose between one or the other. And I found kind of mornings gave me that that option to be, and I'm going to use that word again, to kind of be selfish or, or be like allow myself that time. Because as you said, we, we just don't have that time throughout the day. And whether you're a parent or not, like whether you're, if you don't have kids, you still got that, you know, the job that you're going to and, and just your time gets kind of taken up by other commitments that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you can make some space and, and time for yourself in the morning and the first part of your day, and by morning, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. It could be. 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and it could be 10 minutes or it could be an hour or two hours. It's dependent on each person's situation, but having that little bit of space and time can really just get you set up for the day so that you don't just get up and you're immediately going through mm-hmm. the motions, right? You have just that that space to be present and to do something that you really want to be doing for you, for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk there about it not needing to be like 5am because there are so many people that that might be listening to this going ah here we go again it's all about mornings I don't want to be up you know at 5am or quarter to five or whenever it is but as you as you kind of said there the morning doesn't always have to be um so early it's actually I guess the word morning is it we could kind of change that to when you get out of bed because every, everyone has to wake up at, at, at one point. Um, do, do you understand what I mean there? I completely agree. Yeah, when I, when I say morning, even when I write in the blog, I'm thinking a lot more about the first part of your day. So your morning, whatever time that is. And for some people that do shift work, I mean, that could actually be in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But it's still their morning, and it's very much what they're doing after they wake up and it's sort of an intentional type of living, right? It's what are you thinking about when you wake up and what are you choosing to do? And are you consciously deciding that you want to be doing what you're doing or are you just following habits that have formed? Mm. You know, are you grabbing your phone and looking at the news because that's what you've always done 
as opposed to, well, maybe I want to read something else, or maybe I don't want to read anything at all. It's interesting that you you said there about you know habits that you you haven't deliberately or, or set out to to form, and and that's so true. Like the habit becomes whatever we we do. So sometimes, even if we're not thinking about it, and we we are grabbing that phone first thing in the morning, lying in bed, well, well, that becomes a habit. And you also used a great word there, in, intentionally, and. And I 100% agree with that because I find with my mornings, what what I cherish about them now is I've learned that I can't control everything and I've learned that I can, I, I need to let go of controlling and, and not being attached to certain outcomes. And that's just like with everything in life. But I find with the mornings, I can be intentional about them. And in a way, I, I am able to control that first moment of the day. I think that's really important. Absolutely. And kind of what you're alluding to there is that anything can happen at some point in the day. And even in your morning, that completely changes what you thought would happen or what you plan to happen. Um, What I'm getting to is that our morning routines don't need to be like regimented or rigid We don't have to do the exact same thing every day. Sometimes we might need to be up later, so we might get up a little bit later. Or something might come up that we need to do in the morning, so we don't get to do the same thing that we did the last four days in the morning. It's really more about these sort of rhythms that you can get into where the the goal of it is that you can have that space, have that presence, and be intentionally deciding what you're doing and, and why you're doing it as opposed to just getting into these habits for the sake of a habit. The point of the habit is the result of what you want to get out of that habit, not just doing the habit consistently day in, day out. Mm. And I guess for you, like, what does your good morning look like? (laughs) I get this question quite a lot, as you could imagine, writing about mornings and I tend to not want to really answer it right away just because I don't want people to think that what I do is what everyone should do. Um, okay, well, let, well so let's, I can give you... Let, no, I'll, I'll rephrase that question then. If, you know, it, because everyone is different, what should people be looking at to determine how they should be creating their good morning? Great. I love this question because this makes it about each individual and what makes sense for them. One of the things that I've written on my blog is a workbook, a guidebook that's called Love Waking Up, Five Simple Strategies to Customize Your Morning Routine. And the way that I wrote that was by looking at and reading about hundreds of different morning routines and trying to figure out what are the common threads that tie together all these different rituals and routines that people have. Because another post that I'm actually working on right now, which I'll be publishing in the next month or two is a complete, as complete as I could make it, list of morning rituals to consider. And I've got 127, I think, right now. There's a lot of things you could do, but even with that many, there's there's strategies that you can implement to figure out which ones are best for you. And I can go over some of those strategies if you like. Most definitely. Sure. So I think the, the lowest hanging fruit is that like, do something that 
you really want to be doing, but you don't have time for. Like something that is good for your soul that's going to make you just satisfied that you're finally getting to do that thing that you just don't feel like you have time for. Right? So that could be meditation. It could be playing the piano. could be reading. It could be some sort of activity with your kids. Um, it could be really anything. But it's more about something that you really want to be doing that you're not doing. Uh, another strategy is going for a small win. So these are things that they're really easy to do. They don't take much time or effort, but you end up feeling quite good about them. Like, oh yeah, I got that done. I can feel great going into the next part of my day. So things like this are making your bed or maybe flossing your teeth or doing a few minutes of, of stretching, doing 10 push-ups, just something that you just get that little reward, that little win. And these habits are often can start really small and you can build on them over time. So if your goal is to do you know, a 30-minute workout in the morning before your kids wake up, then you could start with something like doing five push-ups and work your way to doing that. You don't need to start with doing what the goal is. And I think so those that, are a couple of strategies. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too. And I, I will make sure that we, we link to that uh, free ebook that you have on your website at the, at the show notes at liveimmediately.com. But you, you, you had a great point there about, you know, starting the morning small. So if, if mornings are a new thing, instead of going, okay, cool, you know, I'm going to be waking up now at 5am, but you, you usually wake up at 7 well, maybe just wake up at quarter to seven or half past six and add in those those little pieces and then kind of grow from there. Um, I found for me um, that like doing doing that with certain habits sometimes, it, it allowed me to, as you say, kind of get that quick win and you feel good and it kind of motivates you to go a bit further. Definitely, yeah. I've, I've done both strategies. I've done the incremental steps habit building which sometimes works really well it generally is the one that works the best for me the other one is of course just to completely dive into something and i think it really depends on what your motivation level is to some degree like if you're just kind of fed up with you know you're not exercising and you need to make time to exercise and you're really motivated to do it and you feel like you need to get up and do a 30 minute workout then by all means like go for it. Get up 30 minutes earlier and do that. Or if you need to get up two hours earlier, try that out, I guess. It's really about experimentation. And try it out knowing that, you know, this might not be the best method. You might try it out and realize after a week that this isn't working and then switch to trying the incremental method. Yeah, it's interesting that you you, you bring up, you know, trying ex and experimenting with different things. And you said earlier about, you know, you have uh, these habits kind of become your building blocks. And I guess like, like, do you, do you change up your morning to see like which kind of combination works best for you? Yeah, definitely. I, there are definitely some pieces that I keep solid that are always in there. And this is something I also really want to mention too, is that, one of the ways that I keep the habits consistent is that I have unwavering morning rituals. So there's three rituals that I'll do no matter what. Even when I'm traveling, 
I can get these done because I narrow those rituals down to something that's so small and bite-sized that I can't really have an excuse not to do it. So those rituals are meditation, gratitude, and stretching. Meditation could be I'm being mindful walking down the streets or I'm being mindful when I'm brushing my teeth. Like it could literally be 10 seconds. And then stretching could be I touched my toes and gratitude could be just remembering to think about something that I'm grateful for. So those are sort of my unwavering rituals. In terms of the experimentations that I do, I'm pretty regularly experimenting with adding something new, which it could be really, really small or something bigger. So one thing I'm trying right now is meditating with different meditation apps because I want to write a really comprehensive blog post about all the different meditation apps that you can use and which ones are good for which reasons and which ones where I find some challenges. Um, and I've also started to write morning pages. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Um, it's just a, yeah, it's a type of, a type of journaling and I've experimented with several different types of journaling morning pages. You basically write three pages, long form stream of consciousness. You just let everything out of your head and that one's been pretty interesting. It's uh, It's been just two days since I've been doing it, but I've already enjoyed it, although it just takes a lot longer than what I usually do, which is point form journaling. So I'll just mm. be like, what am I thinking about? Here's three things I write down, point form. What's my mood? Write down <clears throat> three bullet points. And interesting about that is that my mood is never just one thing. Like I'm often excited about something, sad about something, happy about something, frustrated about something. Like there's just so many different things that are going on in our lives. And that's one thing that journaling has really helped me to realize is like, what are the things that I'm thinking about and what's going on in my mind and how do I feel about that? Yeah, I've used the um, the five-minute journal. I haven't used that one, but I know about it. Yeah, and I quite like that because, uh, you know, for me, it was it was a time base thing as well um so when they say five minutes i was like hey i'm in this i must be quite slow because it often did take me more than five minutes but um <laughs> but for me it was kind of great and again kind of goes back to being intentional just having that time of going okay great this is something that i'm i'm doing in the morning and i'm and i'm thinking about how i want my day to be some things that i'm really grateful for and then at night i'm like hey how can i improve on that um and that was a you know that was a really good thing for me to to just, I guess, take the time to, to do those things. Yeah, totally. And I think one thing you kind of touched on there that's really important, which we haven't talked about, is what does your evening routine look like? And again, this doesn't have to be a big comprehensive thing. My evening routine is like three small steps. But what are you doing in the evening that's going to make your morning better or morning easier? And I think this is really important for people that have kids because when you have kids, the mornings can be really hectic because you're trying to get yourself ready and you're trying to get your kids ready. I have a reader who was telling me the changes that they made after reading some stuff on my blog, and it's been transformational for her by really changing how her and her kids spend the evening. So before what she would do in the morning was she'd wake up 30 minutes early, have a cup of coffee, have that time to herself, and then make breakfast for the kids and get them ready. She said it was always really stressful. She always felt like 
she was behind and she'd end up sort of barking orders at different people because she was in that stress mode and we got to go, we got to move. And uh, what she's done differently is in the evenings now, she will have her kids together with her, make their lunches and, and prepare those and put those in the fridge. They all lay out their clothes for the next day. And uh, she also stopped looking at any sort of social media or email until she gets to work. So now in the morning, she's got that 30 minutes. And what she does, she spends 10 minutes playing piano with her kids. And they just have much more of a calmer breakfast together. They had to enjoy that that time every day together instead of it being the stress of how are we going to get ourselves mm. together and get out the door. And you, you hit on a, a very strong topic um, there about time. You know, I'm a, I'm a strong believer that, that time is the true currency. And and, and also there when you, you speak about evenings, mornings and evenings, they're like brother and sister. You know, they really go hand in hand. And what I found for me is that it was easier for me to waste a lot of time in the evening. So whether that be just kind of numbingly sitting in front of the TV and, or, you know, watching a movie that I'm not really that interested in. But I found that in the morning, that's where I could kind of be a lot more productive. And by getting up earlier, even if I didn't kind of, you know, I believe that it sucks getting out of bed no matter what time of the day it is, you know, for the first kind of minute. But once you just get out of bed, you're out. And then I'm tired at nighttime, so I go to bed earlier. And then I get to wake up earlier and kind of be more productive. So I'm kind of like, you know, because of what I'm doing in the morning has that strong relationship with what we do at night. Yes, 100%. I have the same story. I would stay up late watching TV or just surfing around on the internet and those habits tend to keep you up even later, right? Partly because of your mind's running and you're exposed to the light that keeps you awake, um, but also that they're addictive in the sense that like, you want to just keep scrolling or reading more or watching another episode, and that totally impacts you know, when you wake up and, and your morning. And exactly what you said, you know, when you switch that over time and you're getting up earlier, you get tired earlier, so you just end up falling asleep earlier and it becomes a lot easier that you know that hour and a half that I used to spend in the evening watching TV putting that into the morning has been transformational mm. like you said it's been a, a game changer because of what I can focus on one one of my morning routines actually that I started just over a year ago was something that I really wanted to do but wasn't making the time for it and that's reading and I am a bit nerdy in terms of having a spreadsheet and tracking the books that I'm reading and how many pages they are. So I've been tracking this. And in the past 12 months, I've read 23 books and 5,120 pages. Wow. In the decade before that, I don't even know if I read that many books. Yeah. And that's only 20 pages a day in the morning, which takes me about 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, interesting. Really interesting. So, okay, you know, when we, okay, let's talk about time here and and how long things take. And I guess everyone, you know, we all have the same hours in the day, and we get to kind of choose how we use them. But sometimes um, little people interfere with that, or or sometimes even big people. But like when we talk about time, do you think that on average we should be looking at around like a thirty minute kind of 
morning routine. And I know that you don't kind of want to put a, hey, this is the way you have to do it kind of barrier around things. But but the people that you've kind of been helping with and dealing with, like, do, do you find that it's, that it is about an hour and you kind of cut that up into pieces or, you know, how, how, how do you think people should plan that out? I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but honestly, it, it completely depends on each person's situation. Some people might realistically only be able to carve out five or 10 minutes. And if it's such a short amount of time, I'd say start thinking about what you can do to either get more time in the morning. So thinking about your evenings or what can you do to maybe pair some things so that you can maximize the other time that you have. Right. So if like you're commuting, what are you doing on that commute? Are you listening to podcasts that you want to listen to? Are you generating ideas that you have for a business that you want to start or a book that you want to write? Or how are you using the time that feels like it's time that's eaten up, I guess Mm -hmm. Um, with kids, like what are you doing with your kids? Like maybe if you want to, to gratitude or something like that, then you could do that with your kids. Um, but some people have, you know, three or four hours in the morning, and that gives them a lot more time to do a lot of different things. And so I think you have to really consider what life stage you're at, what constraints you have mm-hmm. right now, and work within those constraints, and know that it's not always going to be the same way. So if you can only start with five or ten minutes, it's really great to just start and get into the habit I mean, if you have young kids, you might only have that. But as your kids get older, then you you will have a bit more time in the morning, and you can um, you can expand out that way. Yeah, it's interesting. So I think it, yeah, it, it's I different think, for each person. Oh yeah, sorry to cut you off there, Craig. But I think it's uh, it you know it goes back to that once you start. Th- thinking about and being intentional about how you wake up, it has this flow and effect on what you do during the day. Like, as you said, it's like, well, you know, if you're thinking about how you're you're waking up and you only have 10 minutes, well, what are you doing in that commute to work? You know, what are you doing when you come home from work? And it's, and it's really interesting that once we start thinking about these blocks of time and starting off in the morning, it, it has this rippling effect throughout our day. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's no question about that. Even something like meditation. I think we we both have talked about meditation. It's sort of a seems to be a, a growing field of, of what people are interested in, and for a lot of great reasons. Um, but just starting to meditate for me, like ten minutes in the morning, has really changed how I go throughout my day, because meditation helps you to, of course, be focused and to reflect on your thoughts and see your thoughts. And I find that when I'm walking down the street often is another trigger for me to think, oh, okay, what am I thinking about? What am I looking at? And so it, that little piece of building habit, which created awareness in the morning, has helped me at other parts of my day. And even when I'm in conversations with people, I find that if I kind of just start going off and thinking in my own head, I'll come back to that, oh, right, I'm here, I need to be focused on what this person is mm-hmm. is saying. So, um, yeah, completely agree with that. And, you know, I guess we've, we've touched on this topic a little bit, but but life does get in the way sometimes. And often when we fail at a good intention, it can be hard to kind of start back up again. You know, do you have any thoughts or advice about, 
getting back on schedule or kind of you know getting back into that morning routine even if someone's had it and then they've kind of fallen off the wagon yeah i i think this is something that happens to everyone and the unwavering rituals that i talked about i came up with that after probably about four years of doing morning routines where i would constantly fall off the wagon especially when i would travel especially when there was interruptions in my schedule so I think the first thing is to understand that that's going to happen. That's part of this process. And again, the goal is not to be consistent all the time. The goal is to have this intention and to make changes now that are going to help you today and tomorrow. So I think being really kind with yourself and just realizing like, hey, this is totally normal. Everyone does this. I mean, I there are so many habits that I start and they don't continue and I, I do them sporadically. Like I actually track my habits every, every day. There's about 10 or 12 habits that I track. And this is something that I have in the, the guidebook on my website. And I don't meet those habits, all those habits every single day. There are some that I like that I make sure that I meet, but not all of them. So I think that being kind with yourself, is the first thing and trying not to do too much at once. Right? I can definitely be guilty of this. So start really small, pick like one thing that you want to change and get that consistent and then add on from there. And there's a, a ton of different strategies that we can talk about too in terms of just how you actually build habits. Um, but I think those are the key components for when you're trying to restart habits. Yeah, it's interesting you, you talk about like not trying to change everything. I I sometimes find that I I try to reinvent the wheel instead of just changing the tire. And, right. Uh, yeah. But it's a, you, you also spoke there about tracking habits, and I'm really interested on in this because I I track certain things as well. How do you do that? Are you just are you using a spreadsheet or are you using a particular app? I use a pen and paper yeah. and it's a simple table. So the habits are on one side and then the day of the week is each one of the columns from Monday to Sunday. And I have how many times I hit it and how many times I was hoping to hit that goal. And I just kind of do that every, every single day. It's one of my morning habits is to like kind of cross off the ones that I've done and I'll do it at the end of the day to see which ones I've hit throughout the day. And then the next day, look at that again. And uh, yeah, it's it's super simple. I know there's like a lot of apps that you can use. Some people use spreadsheets. But for me, I've been doing this one for four years, five mm-hmm. years probably. So it's just kind of, I'm in the habit of that. Yeah. No, no, I, use, I, I use spreadsheets for mine. I just 1 to 31 for the days of the month. And then I have the, I just list them. Um, down the ones that I kind of want to track, but it's um, kind of going off topic here. I'm I'm looking at things about, you know, from a from my marketing background, it's always kind of what get what gets measured gets done, and right. and so I'm kind of looking at going, okay, cool. How do how do I want to measure my life? What are the things that I want to measure my life against? Um, and so I have at the moment, I have like these ten things. Um, and I'm kind of like each day going, okay, did I, did I hit that? Did I reach that? Was I that person? Um, and going, 
because once you start getting some days where you haven't been like that, you're like, well, hold on, you you really got to work on this, and it, you kind of can kind of see where those um those those gaps in your life are. But completely off topic, <laughs> but um, but yeah, really interesting. Um, so Craig, just before we go here, um, I have one final question that I do ask everyone on the podcast, and that's if you could please describe your perfect day. Right. You told me this question was coming. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought about this and I was like, how could I answer this? I, I do struggle with this one a lot because I don't know what my perfect day would be, I guess. I, I try not to think too much in terms of like getting the perfect day. It's more about like, what am I doing today that I enjoy and what am I not enjoying and what can I tweak? I also think I'm in a position right now where I'm really enjoying my days. I enjoy my days when I'm at home and I'm in these routines and rhythms, but I also enjoy my days when I'm traveling. I've, I've spent probably about three months outside of Vancouver this year and, and about that time in most of the past couple of years. So when I'm traveling, sometimes I'm like, these are really good days. And when I'm at home, sometimes I have really good days. So I don't know what the, the perfect day would be, but I, I get the intention behind your question. You're wondering, like, what are the things that I would do in a day that's that I would think is perfect? And I guess these are just a lot of things that I'm doing. Like, I'm meditating. I'm working on my blog. I'm working on at my job, which I do marketing for the largest ultimate frisbee league in the world. Just pretty cool job. Uh, I spend time with friends and family. I play board games sometimes. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that I really like to do and, and I feel like I am quite fortunate to be able to get to do a lot of them in different days. But that's a great thing. Like it doesn't, it's, it's interesting like listening to you kind of come to, to your answer that, and correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of had this like guilt that maybe you are living your perfect days often and, and it's, it's it's interesting that you know we can't like just be like you know what like this is it like what I'm doing now like why do we why do we feel we always have to strive for more when when right now might be exactly how we want it yeah and this is not something that i came to easily i think this is something that i've come to from trying to really look at life that, this way, trying to really look at my days this way. You know, I've, I've gone through a fair number of, of challenges and, and loss in my life. Um, both my parents have, have passed away. I've had an injury that ended my ultimate Frisbee career. And I'm gay, so I've, I've come out. And I've just gone through a bunch of things that they were big life moments, big changes, and it's made me really think about how short life can really be. Like you mm -hmm. really never know what's going to happen. I actually have a cousin whose husband is like 43. He just had a stroke. And he's in the hospital right now, just out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that pretty often these days, and especially since my dad passed away about two years ago. Like it's just it's pretty fresh for me mm -hmm. that these things 
do happen. And I think about that every day to some degree of just like, you know, that that stuff happens and that stuff will happen at some point to me and the people that I love. And how am I living today and how can I adjust that if there's something that I don't like about that to live tomorrow a little bit differently? Mm. It's um, like you really hit the nail on the head of what Live Immediately is all about, that we so often push things that we want to do or changes that we want to make in our life off to another day. But life sometimes doesn't always give us another day and we don't know when that is. And it's, it's, not, a, it's not a morbid thing. It's just like, hey, you know, you wake up and it's another thing why I love mornings. Like you wake up, hey, wow, I opened my eyes today. Like that's pretty, that's amazing. Let's, let's go kick some goals. Um, and uh, yeah, that's no, really interesting um, that, that you, you, you say that. Thank you. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with your perspective on, mm. you know, live now because you never know. But uh, Craig, you know, again, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast today, and and for you know giving some great tips and 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 sharing your story. If people do want to reach out, follow you a little bit, um, you know, I, I'll have a link to your um, your book on my website. But uh, I, I know that there's also some uh, some competitions that you, you you're running at the moment. But yeah, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. The easiest place is the blog, for sure. So that's creategoodmornings.com. I am on Twitter. Just started using that. And I really like to win prizes. I've had some good fortune in my life. I once won a trip to Mexico, won tickets to a hockey game that was front row. And uh, I also like seeing other people win stuff. So I just started doing this on my blog. I'm giving away a book every month something about you know productivity or habit building doing work that you love kind of just these topics that we've touched on and other topics that I think my readers would be interested in and I've also was fortunate enough to go to a couple events this past year one of them it was the world domination summit in Portland and the other one was a tribe conference in Tennessee so the world domination summit is a an event for people who are looking to do awesome things, make changes in the world, um, and sort of live unconventional lives. And then the Tribe Conference is how to build a business through writing. And uh, these are events that I'm going to go to next year. And so I bought some extra tickets that I'm going to be giving away on my blog, which I'm really excited about. So if someone would be interested in, in that, any of that, those winning prizes, then I would be happy to have them join the blog, subscribe, and they would be able to do that. Oh, beautiful. Well, I, I like you. I love watching other people win as well. You know, just that, that smile on their face. It's, it kind of reminds me, again, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but if you're at like the airport, like an international airport, and at the arrival gates, and you kind of see people coming out, and they're, they're looking for their family. And then once they, they make that eye contact and it's this kind of, you know, the seas part and people kind of run at each other. It's, um, it's another great feeling, but, um, again, <laughs> random tangent, but Craig, I love that too. 
I will um, I will definitely make sure that all the links uh, are in the show notes of liveimmediately.com. Um, links to your website and, and a lot of the other stuff that we've kind of chatted about here. Um, is there anything that I've forgotten, anything that you want to add before we say our goodbyes? I don't think so, but I don't know if I said it. It's morning for you, isn't it? It, it is. It's actually, as we speak, it's 10.21 a.m., well, good moment. morning to you. Thank you. I've I was up early. I um, I'm going to be honest. I probably didn't have the best of mornings with my daughter. Um, you know, I think during the process, I put a lot of blame on her. Now that I've had time to reflect, I can definitely see how I could have done things better. Um, sometimes my my mindfulness is a little bit lagging. It doesn't come straight away. But uh, but yeah. But you know, tomorrow is another day, and and I can give her a big cuddle when I pick her up from school. But uh, it is morning here. But um, good evening to you, Craig. And uh, thank <laughs> and thanks again, mate, for coming on. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.